have to go home. We've had such a good time in New York. We're actually in a cab at the moment on the way to, I think it's Bryan Park. Yeah. We're going to get the bus Hopefully. back to the airport. That's brave. If not, we're staying here. I don't know how we're going to pay for it. I might sell it <laughs> on the street. You don't get much. <laughs> but it's been an absolute pleasure. We've had a great time. And I have to say a big thank you to the Sunderland City Council. That's our very own councillor, Graham Miller, for giving us the, uh, the opportunity to do this. And your fantastic marketing team, aka Jill. She was one hell of a lady and she just made it happen as well. What she a did. team. We want to come and see it personally. Thank you when yes, we get back. Yes, we are. I have a lot of American chocolate that might have your <laughs> name on it. Not going to lie. Which is lovely. It is very nice. Hershey's. Mm. Thank you very much and we'll see you back in England. We'll see you very soon. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. I'm really pleased to be here and I'm really pleased to see you again but mostly I have been here since the beginning. I think it's fabulous. I'm glad it's a bigger venue because it was a bit cramped in the Peacock even though it's a lovely venue. This, this is very nice. I was there for the first one in the Peacock and it's I like the setup more because it feels more like inclusive more of a like a personal feel like it needs an open fire that's the only thing it would need. It is a great location considering you're in an old firehouse. Like I gen like the retro feel of it, like actually really works to like your podcast because Speak Up Sun isn't just like modern day, like you guys talk about like stuff that happened in the, the old days of the, the 70s or the 60s or whatever. Like I think that's where Stevie B comes in. Oh <laughs> burn. Enough. <laughs> burn. Oh, it's good to be I'm Betty Ball. I'm Stevie B. He's a Mac. Now, don't start, right? <laughs> I've had two, three months away from you. I know, it's been And it's pleasure. been bliss. Absolute pleasure. He's a Mac. She's from South Shields, but that's just a shame, isn't oh, it? Oh, butt off. And this is season two of Speak Up Sunderland. <laughs> season two. Season. There you go, that's how you do it. <laughs> season two. Two. Duh. Did you actually think we'd get to season two? No, but what a journey it actually has been. It's been pretty incredible, and everyone who's been to the first one, here there's a couple of faces that have been, right to this episode of season two. Thank you. It's been one hell of a roller coaster, but all thanks to you and everyone listening, you have educated me not being from Sunderland, and you have enlightened Stevie to love his city even, even more. more. Bravo. I've always been overwhelmed at every time we've done an episode. Not just people that turn up, but the, the type of people that turn up because the, the people that's always turned up have turned up for a reason. They've turned up because they have an opinion or they want to say something or they want to listen to somebody else. And we've had many episodes where we've sat and said nothing for five minutes, ten minutes, because the audience have started to interact with each other. And they've all been from Sunderland. So that for me has also been something I've been really proud of as well. Looking back, there's nothing I haven't been proud of of what we've done. Every episode has been either such a good laugh or a tearjerker. I think every other episode I've cried about something. You have. You're probably a little emotional wreck, aren't you? And if you've never listened to the podcast and you are brand new, this will pretty much catch you up. Five minutes of the first season of Speak Up Sunderland. Sit back, grab a bev, and have a listen. If you don't realise that we've got a website, the website is speakupsunderland.com. Every episode that we do is actually on there, so you're going to hear the very first episode to the last episode that we did, or you can cherry-pick something that you think is appropriate for you as well. And to be fair, I'm actually really looking forward to this because I haven't heard this in quite a while. It's some of the best bits that we put together. 
So, if you've never listened to the podcast before, prepare to have your mind blown in five minutes. One year, five minutes. There you are. Hi, I'm Betty Ball. And I'm Stevie B. He's a Magum. And she's from South Shields. And this is the very first Speak Up Sunland, a weekly podcast that is about you. If you live in Sunland and you've got <laughs> stories to share... Don't, don't laugh about Sunland. This will be very short, man. If you live in Sunland and you've got stories to share, then this is your podcast. Or, if you're listening from outside of Sunland... Hello! Here is what's happening in our little British city by the sea. <laughs> oh, don't start singing, by man. The sea. I know. Today's episode of Speak Up Sunderland is part of our second live event at the Peacock in, surprise, surprise, Sunderland! We talk about all the time about how passionate we are about Sunderland and, and being born and bred and so on, but I've always loved my music. Did anyone watch the Netflix show Sunderland Till I Die? Yeah. yeah. Now, do you remember the theme tune for it? Yeah. yeah. How would you like to hear it live? <laughs> I'll hand you over to uh, the writer and performer of, of that song. Yes, my name's Marty. I wrote a song. Uh, it was on an album I made in 2015. It's called Shipyards. I wrote about my granddad who worked at Austin Pickers Gill and unfortunately he passed away a couple of years ago. But he was a very quiet man, a very dignified man. He worked extremely hard all of his life. I hope that that can be even half the man he is. Always. On the river where they used to build the boat. From episode one to where we are now, my mind has been completely blown. Right from when we did the City Hearts episode. Now I'm really light and happy in Sunderland oh. because I got support from City Heart. Now I can go to school, English class. I feel my life now is better. Uh, nobody can control me like before. Someone, they control my life, they control my thing. But now, I love Sunderland. So if you do anything else today, Google human trafficking, get some statistics, find out about it, and start speaking about it, start having conversations about it. It's that simple. It's not the happiest of conversations. Just do what you can, where you are, with what you've got. And that's how we put an end to this. All your life you worked your fingers to the bone. Right from when Sunderland decided to choose what tattoo we'll put on your back. <laughs> I forgot about oh, that. Oh, God. God, I forgot it's about like that. It's like someone's got... Ah. <laughs> it's like bedroom noises to me. <laughs> it's like getting cut. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh. I've got cold sweat. Well, well, let's see me. Oh. I don't really hear this like to like the opening of the Northern Spire Bridge where everyone turned out. We, we knew that this is the first day that it's gonna be open to the public for the first time, so we wanted to make a, a part of it really. Part of the history. Yeah. <laughs> They've done a very good job, fantastic yes. job really. Yeah, uh, very good job, I would say. Yeah. Uh, it's so shiny. Shiny. Ah. <laughs> so shiny. shiny. I'm calling out. And then, like you say, a bit of history going under the Roger Pier, the first, one of the first groups to go down that historical landmark of Sunderland. What's some of the best bits like, of your Did childhood you down here? We have to clean the windows outside when you... <laughs> <laughs> And it was terrifying when you, when you think of it. So 
somebody aged 10 to 12 climbing out onto the parapet uh, on the lantern. And those are just a little tip of the iceberg. God knows what else we've been up to. And if you could see me now. I'm proud to be getting out this car, walking along that road, and walking into if that reception, and being the voice now. of Sunderland. So before we go in, I need one thing I need to say. Thank you to everyone mm. in Sunderland. Oh, I didn't do that. Because without be them, we wouldn't be here. Big love to everyone who has watched, shared, liked, been a part, or yeah. has got in contact. Thank you, because without you, we wouldn't now be on the BBC. So whether it's people that we've come to see, or we've been part of the live, or you've even just listened once, thank you very much. Gonna go? No, I'm scared. Oh, well, let's go. Come on, let's go. For them, let's go. Oh, it, Barley. Did it slam me door? Oh, what? God damn it, that was a nice moment. Proud. I don't know about you, but anybody else get emotional there? I cried about 20 seconds in, not even that. I'd actually forgot about one of the hardest conversations I had was when we did human trafficking and we met uh, a guy that we had to call Joey because we couldn't say his name. The first thing I remember, I seen him sitting like that and from there to there, both hands were actually just burnt. Oh, they'd been apparently they'd been put in hot fat, and you know what? Throughout, he smiled. He smiled all the way through. He, he said he was so happy to be somewhere where he had friends and they listened to him, and, and he had a home. Three months later, I met him again. He had a girlfriend, and he just passed an English exam in three months. That's like you know. And that, like I say, that was just the tip of the iceberg of what happens in this city. Nobody knows. No, I didn't know that we had a charity called City Hearts that rehabilitates people into our city and give them the life that they didn't have. And you never know who was walking past you in the street, especially in a city like this. Would you have known that person was from the other side of the world with that massive story behind them? No, because that person, they left. This is the new person that we've helped create in Sunderland, which is astounding. I've said it many times before, it's a huge city. It's full of very passionate people. It's crammed full of compassionate and passionate people. You've just got to find them bring them to something like this and say come and talk to me get, let's give you a platform and tell somebody else and it's, it doesn't matter whether you've got eight people there or 80 people there it's how many people download it and how many people then forward it on to somebody else and how you use social media about it as well because that's how it's worked through one season for us i also need to highlight something there in that in that demo i said about stevie about scratching his nipples right okay when stevie gets really really nervous or upset Honest to God, that's what he does. So just to clarify, that's what it is. Do you know sometimes when I say think before you open your mouth? Well, he was on the demo. I had to explain. Oh, I do love this woman. Somebody's got it. But what has been amazing is all of your actions have created waves around the world. Because as you know, we have been to America, to New York, thanks to you and all of your amazing achievements. And from that, we have this massive... Certificate, yeah! I know this is, I know this is like a recording. Look how tired these eyes are. We are shattered, and that is my cat. If you can hear, we are at my house. It's now. So we're here. We're back. We've done it. An absolute blast, and we've brought something back for Sunderland. So thank very much, Sunderland Council. Jill, Graham, just can you hear me, cat? Listen. She wants, she She's wants to be fed. so bad. <laughs>
Oh, I love her so much. I've missed her. We're actually at my house. So, um, we, we just thought we'd finish off and yeah. let you know that we're home. Thank you for all your support. I am off. Tra. I know this is. I know this is like a recording, but I've got a visual thing as well, which I brought back. So before I get the thing out, I thought that was very appropriate. So now, because this is audio, before you get that thing out, it's not what you think it is. Okay? Everything's in the gutter with you. Like, well, it? you never complained before. No, <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I still oh, think so it's yeah. your hoo-ha. I thought you were talking about that. So, right. This is a Statue of Liberty foam hat, which we got from one of those cheap and nasty little tourist shops in the middle cents. of Times Square, right? Honestly, he was just like, we need some tat, we need some tat. <laughs> I was like... Right, okay, so we went into this shop. Honestly, it was in his element. Absolute element. This was actually bought with my last 50 cents in New York. Oh, aye. So I feel every time somebody would like to speak, you are putting that on your head. Yeah, you have to. Okay. Yeah. If you want to say anything, you have to wear this. If, you, if you're not wearing this, you can't speak and you're not going to be recorded. So you need to have the hat and the muff and you're fine. <laughs> All right. Really, though, I've said many times I'm 51 now and this is one of the most proudest things I've ever got. It's nice and shiny. You need to open it. I know, I'm, just, I'm, building, <laughs> I'm building a suspense, so it says New York Festival's Radio Awards, world's best radio, uh, we were a finalist, and that's our certificate. And I don't think people realise, because they don't know, this is like the Radio Oscars, so this is actually quite a big thing, and that is all thanks to you and your crazy antics and what you do, so give yourselves a massive round of applause, because I am. Swimming, look, look at the top I've got on. Watch. Hi! Do you like your top? <laughs> I know you don't. We're going to go to Cent we said we're going to go to Central Park, didn't we? Yeah. On those bikes. Uh-huh. But I'm wearing this. So I reckon you should wear one of these. I haven't got one of them. Try looking under that cushion just out of curiosity. <laughs> oh no. Look under that cushion. No. That cushion there. Hey, oh, would you believe no. it? Would you believe it? There's a Sunland top underneath. Right, you have to wear that and go around Central Park just for speak of Sunland. For the. Oh. For the podcast. Lord Almighty. <laughs> Lord was, Almighty. Tell was manager. Right. And we beat them. For the podcast, I will wear this. Good. We're going as now then. As soon as it's not, as soon as it's done, <laughs> it's coming off. Well, so don't I do that in the street. <laughs> 20 minutes. Are you coming out or not? You have to wear that top. <laughs> you realise I'm going to show this to all your friends. Oh, no. 
You're a secret, madam. You're a secret Sunderland supporter. Not one night, one day and one day only. Right, we're off to Central Park. Central Park is a design park. It is not a natural park. We are back in New York City with our tops on. Look. <laughs> Look how excited I am. We represent you. Entirely your fault. In front of all of New York, look. <laughs> this will never happen in England, ever. Why did you go American then? I don't know, I thought <laughs> I was sending it. Good evening. Hello. As you can see, we're dressed for the night, ready for Sunderland, and I've got my Sunderland tie on as well. We'll have to say a very big thank you to the Sunderland Council for bringing us here, and tonight is the night that we find out if we have won or not. Speak Up Sunderland podcast has been nominated for Art and Culture. Art and Culture. And it's all thanks to you that we're here. Yeah. Because they love us. Wish me luck and thank you very much and we'll keep you posted. See you later. Bye. A massive thanks to Sunderland Council, especially Graham Miller and his team because without them we wouldn't have got there. A surreal moment, if I'm brutally honest, because when we got nominated and we applied, we never actually thought we'd get there because it's so new. It was less like the podcast was less than a year and we were still trying to find our feet and other people were still getting to know about it. You were still getting to know about it. And then to be recognised on the other side of the world for people who have no idea who we are and what we do was quite an achievement. And then the reality of, oh my God, this is going to cost a fortune came about. <laughs> But then that's when the council came in and went, you know what it is, we appreciate everything you do, we appreciate what the city does, and it deserves that platform. So they gave us the money to go there and to share your stories with the people around the world. And I'm telling you now, I have made so many connections and so many people know about Sunderland that didn't before. Yeah. And I have a feeling it's not going to end there either. So I'm looking forward to next year and season two to see what we're going to bring next year. When we then sort of mingled with people, we were talking to people from North Korea, from Australia, from Argentina, which again blew my mind. We were mixing with people from the BBC, from the BBC equivalent of, of that in Argentina. And it was so surreal. But to then do that with this lunatic. I was great the, for the first time in my life though. I walked into the room and I was mute. I didn't have a clue what she to do. Did I actually, was so she overwhelmed. Was, she, and she I clung onto my arm for like half an hour. Steve, don't leave me, don't leave me. <laughs> I did. I said, don't leave us, I don't know what I'm doing here. And it was fab. And every five minutes I was saying, I'm just a Sunderland lad, I'm in New York and we're, we're a finalist for something. And I still talk about it now, I can't believe we actually did it. I'm so proud of it. Everybody that comes to like when we do a live one is, is either from Sunderland or knows somebody in Sunderland. So we've mentioned what, how proud we are of actually representing Sunderland in a New York award. What's people's feedback on... Mainly, how did it feel after one season for one year? Was it a massive ego boost for what you were doing? Was actually right. One to complete the series, and two uh, to be in New York after only one season. I can say honestly, hand on heart, I've always been like a born and bred son and lad. I'll never. I find it quite overwhelming still to talk about it. I feel a bit embarrassed actually. Oh bless I'm you. just. It's you know, it's like New York, man. It says New York on there. <laughs> you know, I'm from like Thorny Close. <laughs> you know, I used to wear like stateless jeans and stuff like that with creases down the middle. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's these sort of things like don't happen, but I tell you what, I'm going to make the most of the fact that it did. Mm -hmm. 
and if this gives us links to make this bigger and better and go to season three, season four or whatever, then I'm going to work me ass off to do it. Honest to God, I remember the first time Jay, Stevie and I got together, it was in the University of Sunderland and we sat and we went, right, we'd like to do a podcast, but we generally had no idea what on earth it was going to be. And we sat and brainstormed outside on a, I think it was a patch of grass next to the, next to the river with cups of coffee. <laughs> and we literally went, right, what do we all have in common? Because I'm from South Shields, he's from Sunderland, and Jay's not even from here. And everything that we had in common was the fact that we all loved this city. We then thought, right, we all work in the media and the radio, what can we do to make it more personal without the, the limits and help and get everybody involved and have no boundaries to a point? Then Speak Up Sunderland came up, right, we're going to go out in Sunderland and find out more. That's how it really happened, really. Except for the name. The name took a while. <laughs> it was like the, I think it just kind of came up to the point of like, speak up, man, for God's sake. And then that was it. Speak up. Something clicked, didn't it? Then no. it just clicked. And so then for those people now, I still have the original photograph of us three one year ago from <laughs> then till now, from that moment when we said we were going to do this. And if I looked at me then, who was looking at me now, I would not believe it. Not a chance. <clears throat> I'm going to choke up and cry a bit. I'm not going to... You don't do that? I know I don't cry. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. It really is. And I encourage anybody who has anything to say in Sunderland, come here. This is what we're here for. And we've done a year of it. Let's do another one. We have created a foundation. We have created a platform already. People, I'm, I'm constantly, constantly surprised at how many people talk about it. And talk to other people about it, even by social media or somebody copies you into something and you see how many people's then commented on, on that on that one comment that someone's done. And has anyone got any ideas of what you think we should be doing next? Is there somebody that you know or do you know of an organisation that you think, do you know what, they need a platform, they need to come in? Hester. Rachel Horton, the culture vulture. She's a very interesting woman. She does workshops which are massively popular. She introduces people to where you can carry out your business, efficient and all that. Uh, she's a really, really interesting woman. You should get her on here. Hmm. That sounds perfect, doesn't it? Culture Vulture. Yeah, culture, I like the name as well, Culture Vulture. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to um, pounce on somebody. Leslie, yeah. <laughs> you've been involved in so I many things in Sunderland. I have, and, and when you were talking... I feel really proud to have been in at the beginning of this, and I can't always come to things. Yeah. But most of my life is spent working with ordinary people who do are doing extraordinary things, and I think that this gives an opportunity for people to find out just what is happening. Hmm. I mean, Hester and I have talked, and you go, I go from places to place. I work with the BME community. I work with refugees and asylum seekers, and and you meet all of these people. It's so exciting to do that, and I, I just feel I feel really proud that you asked me at the beginning to come along, because I do love my city so much. Mm. Whatever level you can work at, I think you need to. And this, there are people across the city who can't get here. You're promoting that work. You're making people think about these people who are doing things just quietly and just getting on with it and not making a song and dance or trying to screw money out of people. Mm. They're just doing it because they care. Thank you very much. That's nice words. Thank you. 
We have some amazing success stories, actually. Oh. One that I found out today because it needs that attention. But yeah. it all literally started of Speak Up Sunderland, a lady that came in, posted an idea out, and the right people were in the room. And a year yeah. later, <laughs> it's actually happened. It's connected a lot of people, actually. Yeah, so. it has. Andrew Bell, I know Andrew quite well. And those of you who've been to the podcast, she was... She calls herself this, so don't think I'm being horrible here. She's gobby. If she talks, she gives you like an encyclopedic answer. But she's just got a passion for where she lives in Sunderland. She was the one, if you remember, when she lived in Cyprus for seven years and she set up a, a dog's home. Anyway, she's back now. And she mentioned that her passion was she would love to set up a soup kitchen in Sunderland. From this day, I think it's been two months now, if she hasn't actually completed it, thanks to this podcast and here from getting to the right people talking to the right places and knowing the right time to do it and it's an absolute success story it's unbelievable i didn't know the power of one person could be that strong because she literally sat on the seats like you and we asked the same question like we've asked you anything you want to talk about anything you want to do and she actually spoke up and went we're missing this and did, this is yeah. the first ever soup kitchen in sunderland she actually and it's said, happening I remember the right moment she, she stood up and she said, I'll tell you what, I said, I think the question was, what do you think we could do with doing in Sunderland? What? And she said, do you know what? We need a soup kitchen. Somebody needs to have, her, again, I'm quoting her words, somebody needs to have the balls to stand up and just do it and get it sorted. And she went, do you know what? I'll do it. And, she and I actually found out, I think last week, they're now actually an officially registered charity now as well. Which is just it's incredible. <laughs> And what Betty, said, what Betty said as well was her words. They're not our words. She said, if I didn't come there and listen to what you said, that idea wouldn't have popped into my head and I wouldn't then have carried on. It's if we can keep doing that, I'd be over the It's moon. incredible who... You've no idea who sat next to you and stuff like this. No. It may, it may be little people, but wow, one person can make a massive difference. And I'm very, I'm very pleased to have known it right from the beginning. So on that note, whether you think of it now or in a week's time or whatever you've, we've got a website it's speakupsunderland.com you can get in touch with us that way if you think of any idea that you think might be a good idea or you've spoken to someone else and you think oh they're quite keen get in touch with us I don't care if you bombard us with a hundred emails in one day I'll pass them over to you anyway I'm not bothered but <laughs> remember every person has a story to tell you might think oh they might not be interested in that I don't care just write it down because you might be able to like spur something else. Mm. Something else might come along and we'll go, oh, I know a person that might be able to help with that. Boom. We've completed a whole year of doing a podcast. Which means we are one. So we are one year old. So we like to um, share that celebration in a big cake. It's not a wedding. Sorry. <laughs> you couldn't pull someone like me. Should we cut the cake, Betty? I will cut the cake. Let's cut the cake, shall we? Woo! Oh, I've got one, I've got one, I've got one. Let's get a slice of the action. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Don't quit your day job, Why Betty. Don't quit your day job. Speak Up Sunderland is hosted by Betty Ball and Stevie B and produced by me, Jay Sykes. A huge thank you to our new live venue, the Engine Room in the Fire Station in the city of Sunderland. 
We are recording our Speak Up Sunderland live events there now. And if you'd like to join us, then please, of course, head to Facebook or speakupsunderland.com to find out about the upcoming Speak Up Sunderland lives and when you can come and join us. Thanks to everyone who came to support us live at the fire station, especially including the people whose voices you heard. This week that includes Hester Dowling, Leslie Etherington and Philip Christopher. And I know it's been mentioned a few times this episode, but one final word of thanks to Sunderland City Council. It is because of you and your generous financial support that Betty and Stevie were able to travel to New York to collect their finalist certificate for Best Podcast Arts and Culture in the New York Festival's Radio Awards 2019. Thank you endlessly. Thanks to Katie Wheeler from the Sunderland Echo for featuring a piece about us in their newspaper and on their website. Thanks to the University of Sunderland for sharing about us as well. And also thanks to Tamsin Robson, Lisa Shaw and the entire team at BBC Newcastle for featuring us on board two of their programmes. Thank you to Timecrawler82 who made our music. We might have started a new season, but we are not abandoning our old theme tune. And our new logo and branding was created by Jorge Rodriguez. Jorge, thank you for all your support. And finally, if you want to get your voice out there on Speak Up Sunderland, please get in touch with us. Head to speakupsunderland.com and click on the contact page. I'm not originally from Sunderland, as you can guess from my voice, but I have grown to absolutely love this city. This podcast is proudly produced in Sunderland for Sunderland.